this is Kelly, uh, only the show, and I'm here with uh, Tracy Bailey. Uh, she has been kind enough to join us from the label uh, to, uh, you know, co-host and stuff like that occasionally. So we're we're really glad to have her. Thank you. And uh, I'm here with Todd Glidewell. Uh, he has a band called Sleeping Cliffs, and. Uh, they're really cool let me tell you uh there's some there's some progressive uh rock going on there's uh even occasional smatterings of super modern and contemporary sounds uh going on and uh boy i'm excited for this show so without further ado i think i used that right maybe i didn't but uh <laughs> Let's get this going. Todd, why don't you start off telling us like um, where you're from and what you started off listening to, because I can't cipher your influences. Yeah, um, I, I love this question because we could spend the next, you know, 10 minutes just talking about this. So I'm going to try to keep this succinct. But I was I was born and originally raised in Texas in the 1980s. And like some of my earliest musical memories are listening to Elvis on eight track. Um, and that, you know, I got that from my, from my dad, but my mom was a big classical music buff. So anytime we got in the car, it was, it was Beethoven, it was Vivaldi. Um, and it was Beethoven and Vivaldi at full volume. Like my mom blew speakers with classical music in the car. And we just kind of grew up like, you know, loving that. And a lot of George Strait, a lot of Kenny Rogers, a lot of Willie Nelson, uh, just being in and around Texas. Um, but then I moved to, uh, Belgium when I was 11 years old. And, uh, by that time I had gotten really into like glam rock. Uh, and this, you know, that was my like tween years. So a lot of Van Halen, uh, Def Leppard, Poison, um, and then, and then grunge hit. And that was, that was like eighth grade for me. I got a hold of Nirvana's bleach album and just quickly descended into, you know, Soundgarden and Pearl Jam and Stone Temple Pilots. Um, but then I picked up a guitar uh, and and drums kind of at the same time. And that's when that kicked me straight back to Zeppelin. Like I, I went straight back to Hendrix and Zeppelin and just like classic rock to basically like those are the songs I wanted to learn. And uh, that those those artists probably more than anything like influence a lot of my guitar playing, but my my scope of things that I, that I love and are influenced by are, it, it's a, it's a wide, wide variety. And here's, here's a small example. I was, I was living in Seattle, uh, in the, in the late nineties, early two thousands. And I was on my way to go see a sex pistol show because they had reunited for like one tour. And I walked by a stage at Bumbershoot and Ani DeFranco was playing on stage. I had never heard of her. Um, but just, you know, woman with a guitar just like pouring her soul out and i just stopped in my tracks and like my jaw just dropped and i missed half the sex pistol show which was something i was really excited about because like this is a once in a lifetime opportunity in the late 2000s but ani defranco just took my breath away and that was just that's just pure soulful folk from the heart so i i like to think that there's there's not a lot of there's not a clear path here as far as genre is concerned and i i think that shows up in my music sometimes <laughs> absolutely i mean uh i don't know about you tracy but i sense a lot of uh 
craftiness going on uh, in your music. Maybe, maybe that's something that you appreciate across all spectrums. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I, I, I appreciate it across all spectrums. I like, I like things that, uh, you know, that make your head bop, but I also love things that like bring about an emotion. Uh, the sleeping close is a purely instrumental project. Mm -hmm. So I do feel like I have to work a little bit harder, uh, doing instrumental stuff, trying to evoke things because I don't, I, I can't rely on words, which for a lot of the artists that I listen to, like it could just be the guitarist and a singer, as long as they're singing from the heart, like they can get me <laughs> with the words and the, and the way that they say them. And I, I have to do all that with, you know, guitars and, and horns and drums and stuff. So I, I try to, you I do, do that to... beautifully. <laughs> oh, thank you. You do. Did you have something Tracy on that? Yeah. Um, I, I did want to mention, you know, I, I went through your, all of your catalog, which was fantastic. And um, I did want to ask you, you know, the song titles, I think, and I made, I was kind of nerdy. I made notes on like all the albums and all the songs and <laughs> y'all are what making it made me blush feel. so hard. <laughs> well, you know, I'm primarily, you know, vocalist, lyricist, songwriter, you know, playing, playing is you know not my strong suit. I do, you know, play guitar and piano, write my own songs, make demos, but um, you know, you're, I had to listen, you know, super carefully because, you know, when it's instrumental, you know, I'm not a super player. So I really have to pay attention and to what's going on and what that emotion, you know, comes through, how that comes through for me. So I wanted to ask you about your song titles because literally like every song title, I was able to get a vision or understand what you were saying in the song. So maybe, you know, speak a little bit to that process. Cause I was like, wow, this is, this is really cool. It's fantastic. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, again, this comes back to just like, I think maybe having to work, work differently as a, as, as an instrumental project than, than, because again, at, in my other bands that I'm in where, when we write songs, like the song title just reflects whatever the lyrics are about. So it's, it's almost predetermined. It's very rare that we write a song that's like, you know, this is going to be called, you know, disaster in the mind. And it's actually a love song. That's, you know, very heartfelt. Like it's, it, those two things don't usually clash, but I, <laughs> this is a real nerdy, I have a spreadsheet of 500 descriptive emotions. Just like things like, you know, betrayed, uh, uh, you know, intrigued. Um, and uh, when I was, when I first started out on this project, I would look at that a lot and think about like, what is the soundtrack for that emotion kind of sound like? And just try to, go down that journey a little bit. And, you know, that was just like scouring the web for feelings and just putting them all in and removing duplicates because I'm a spreadsheet nerd. And then being like, all right, I've got this big dartboard now that I can kind of throw things at and try to try to take myself on a little journey there. So I I appreciate the attention to detail there that you that you feel like the the two match up because it it is an attempt to be intentional. Awesome. Yeah, no, I felt that. I did feel it and you know, some of the song titles, maybe, you know, we'll have some, there was one that was cute funeral, which I was like, yeah. okay, I, you know, there's, it's like, well, okay. I, I, I hear that. I feel it. I feel it in the bass. I feel it in the, you know, the higher tinkly noises, the piano sound, you know, so yeah, it's brilliant. Just brilliant <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Cute funeral was almost the name of a band. Uh, and, and <laughs> I was like, Oh, I could write a song to this. That, 
That's one of my favorite titles ever. Uh, you know, <laughs> I could just see somebody saying it, Q funeral. Yeah. <laughs> it could be one of those exercises where it's like, all right, say say this phrase, but like six different intonations. Mm, cute yeah. funeral. <laughs> cute funeral. Uh, are you actually playing brass? No, it's one of the few instruments like I that I don't actually own. I used to play trombone um mm. way back in the day uh in 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 band in school. Um but it's it's one of the instruments that I I do just with a, a virtual virtual instrument, um, which isn't to say that I won't eventually get there. But yeah, the 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 drum kits behind that pane of glass there, and I, I'm just surrounded by guitars and keyboards in here. So, real drums, amazing. Real drums. Wow. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, I, I'll be the first to admit it's it's a combo. Uh, when I there are some songs where you know, there's so much percussion and stuff going on that it's, it's hard to discern what's a drum kit and what's, you know, what's percussion and what's a little bit of added electronic <laughs> pizzazz. Um, but I, I kind of view it all as just one big, it, you know, I have a studio, like it, I, I, this is my place to just be weird and be creative. That's that it's the whole reason that I do this. This project specifically is kind of just to be weird and see how far I can push things. Excellent. What do you got, Tracy? You got anything on yes. those notes? Yeah. So how many um how many instruments do you actually play? That was one of my questions. And and do you have formal training? Um, I have taken as many little lessons here and there as I can, but I I I, I grew up I grew up pretty poor <laughs> and nobody in my family is musical. Um I I, I didn't come from that like it music was one of those things that just uh when I was in eighth grade I bought my first drum kit and like I don't know so, something about it just like drew me to it and I knew that this was something I wanted to do and then every time I picked up an instrument and started to learn how to play it uh like I just I've never not had a soundtrack in my head of things just just constantly going music all the time so um so yeah uh drums and i've had a couple of formal lessons with drums but uh but i'm not i i'm not a good i'm not a great drummer i'm not a serious drummer i'm not a professional drummer i i have friends who are who take this very seriously um but i play drums in two other bands and i have for the last 10 20 years so like i'm a passing rock drummer <laughs> um guitar and bass uh pretty seriously um, and I, I like to think that for the guitarists out there uh, who who sometimes play bass or the bass players out there who are serious, who who don't like guitarists who play bass, I like to think that I, I do try to treat those two instruments very distinctly differently and play bass as a bass player and guitar as a guitar player and not just because I play one, I can play the other. Um, and then And then keyboards and then sing. I don't sing on this project, but I sing in some of my other bands. Those are those are really my primary instruments, and then I have a ton of percussion around here. I'm I'm looking right now at my xylophones, <laughs> just over there. So yeah, I made a lot of notes about your your percussion sounds. It was just we use the term earworm on you know, the the indie music hunt. So you know yeah, earworm yeah. popping. I mean, just so many you know tambourines and little you know shaky little castanet sounds, and you know just really just 
great, great layers. Everything is just so layered and lush and full. Yeah. Which, uh, I, I am drawn to that like lush full thing. And, uh, I, I rely on my wife to tell me that things are too cluttered. I'll, I'll let her give me a listen through. And she's like, there's so much going on me here. And then too. I almost every time I, once I pair it back, she's right. She's always a hundred percent right. It's stuff gets too busy. I, I hear too many things in my head. I want them all to happen at once. I get so excited. And usually the solution is like, Hey, what if there was like just a guitar and a drum and this part? And then, and then the bass came in and then a little bit of percussion. <laughs> so I'm glad I'm not the only one who does that. I, I throw so much at a song uh, yes. in the pre pre release phase or whatever uh, after it's written. Um, and my wife's like, nah, <laughs> nah, acoustic guitar on that. Just acoustic guitar and roll it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, I am, I am so guilty of it. And I, and I've started to think of it as part of my process that, that maybe it's okay that I just throw everything at the wall and then I have to go through a down through a pairing phase mm -hmm. where maybe I eventually build to where I'm using like 50% of that, but I do need to start simple at the very least. And maybe simple is just the way to keep it. So that there's, and, and it, you know, it's it I'm still trying to figure out my process. Like it's a constantly evolving thing. So do you find it a lot different with music with no um words? Yes. You, are, so, are you like so what the what's the melody here? Hmm. Well are it's, it's yeah, it's it it's it's harder. Um because it, it's harder and and it's not at the same time because uh writing writing meaningful lyrics to me is is a is a difficult and challenging thing and when inspiration strikes i feel so good about it when i force it i feel so bad about it and the nice thing about writing instrumental stuff is i never have that feeling i never have to feel like i'm uh possibly compromising my like authenticity by putting bad words that just rhyme out into the world and no you know it, mm -hmm. it's i'm not throwing shade on anyone <laughs> But, um, but at the same time, you do need to write uh, an under melody and an over melody that somebody might hum as they're walking down the street after hearing your song, and without without vocals and the thing to sing along with and a thing to repeat, that that gets harder. So, yeah, I so. imagine it gets harder to accompany too because you're like, what am I accompanying? Because this could be the loudest thing or this could be the loudest thing without the vocal being forefront and center yeah you know uh you you might have a uh an option paralysis thing going on it's uh the, i i spend a lot of time you know again like i said kind of just like writing everything and throwing <laughs> it at the wall and then turning my back to uh my my digital audio workstation my daw and but just like closing my eyes and listening back to things and seeing what stands out to me. Because if I'm staring at the waveforms and I'm staring at my effects and, and all my cuts and splices, I just immediately go into technical mode. I immediately go into like, oh, what if I put a reverb on that? Or what if, what if that delayed? Or what if I cut that off a little bit? 
but if I can just turn around and just let the music kind of wash over me from behind, I usually can pick out what should be forefront. It's like, okay, that's the voice. Yeah, that keyboard part, That's I need to elevate that. I need to bolster that. I need to make that the thing. Yeah, I wondered how you did that. What do you got, Tracy? Anything? Yeah, I did. That leads perfectly into, you know, I did want to ask you, you know, about your mixing because, all, you know, I did nerd out, you know, make notes about all your songs. And, you know, that was um, a repetitive note. It's like, you know, wow, you know, this mix, I can hear like, you know, the piano tones and, you know, the guitar noises and just, you know, your mixing is so in my ears. Like it's perfectly balanced. It's like perfect. You know, it's just perfection. So, you know, I just want to ask you, you know, do you have any advice or, you know, what's your, you know, what's your take, what's your approach, approach to mixing, you know, just advice that you might have, you know, for people learning mixing. Cause you know, that is a difficult, I'm, I'm learning that process. Cause you know, I've never been much of a mixer. I just make the demo and send it off. And, but I'm, you know, becoming more of that. So, yeah, just, you know, talk to that a little bit if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, well, my first advice to anybody getting into this is to come on y'all's show because y'all are like really, really boosting my ego here. <laughs> You're great. We want to. Right? Um, anyway, just the sweetest things. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, I have been obsessed with uh recording myself since like 1993 i think um i got my first tascam four track um yeah i have one yeah <laughs> yeah um i still have it i still have all those cassette tapes of me and and my songwriting process when i was a teenager uh and then I got a I got a digital eight track in the late nineties, a boss digital eight track that recorded to zip disc. And then Pro Tools came out with a free eight track version. And then I moved on to Cakewalk. And then I moved on to Cubase. And then I went back to Cakewalk with Sonar. And then I got into Reaper. And I've just always been very, very focused on on this thing. I am not a professionally trained, but I have I've I have read every book I can get my hands on because I've been doing this long enough that like YouTube didn't exist when I started. So uh, a lot of Bobby Osinski books on like the mixing engineer's handbook, uh, the drum engineers, the, the drum, the drum hand, the drum recording handbook, the mastering engineer's handbook. Um, so I, I, I spend a lot of time down here with the technical details uh, of, and, and there are things that are on, there are things that are on my songs sometimes that I could not do live. And I'm, I'm, I am totally okay with that. I'm like, I, I want to, I want to take advantage of all these tools that I have and push the envelope down here for these recordings specifically. Some of my other bands, we want our recordings to sound like what we sound like live. I don't want anybody to feel tricked if they come and see us live and like, whoa, I thought they'd have a horn section. <laughs> um, I it, for this for this project, uh, I am I'm I, I'm just every song being like, hey, if this needs flutes, I'm putting flutes on it. If those flutes need to be reversed and distorted, I'm reversing and distorting some flutes. Like we're just gonna have some fun with this. Um, awesome. So yeah, I I have a lot of fun with it. I geek out on 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 this the technical gear side of this. Yeah. I met you on threads and yes. Um, where like, like say I'm a prospective sleeping cliffs fan. Where do I go? What do I do to 
get me more of that sleeping cliffs. Yeah. Um, I, I'm still in the process of kind of learning and figuring out how to, how to do this as an independent artist. When a, a lot of my other bands, like we start local, you know, it's just, we just, we start local, we play a lot of shows, we get some fans, we set up an Instagram, we, you know, and, and like we, we build out that way. We eventually make an album, we put it on Spotify and, and then things just kind of go from there. Uh, this is this is me throwing something out into the ether that it does not exist live. This is a side solo project that I'm extremely passionate about. Um, so I've I've been trying to expand that circle every chance I get. So I'm I'm on everything that's possible for streaming. I like I think it was two months ago uh, through soundcloud paid account i got on the peloton network so like if you want to listen to me on your exercise bike you can um (laughs) but if you want to listen on title apple deezer spotify apple music like it's i'm on all of those uh i'm in the process of building out my youtube channel so like making some more music videos i'm in the process of setting up my own just like the sleepingcliffs.com website that's going to have a combination of you know videos and links out and better biography and more pictures um and places like threads are just also the community building in general uh is is something that i'm having a lot of fun doing uh and that's kind of both threads and tiktok those are the, kind of the two places that i'll actually try to like legitimately just put myself out there like i'm not necessarily here to market stuff i'll drop a song link every now and then i really appreciate that about you too kelly like i i i love following your posts because i think they're insightful about this industry that we're in and they're not pedal like i I never get the sense that you're peddling something so when you do make a recommendation i'm inclined to go listen to it yeah (laughs) which which is the opposite of uh, i think a lot of people on social media where it's like I'm solely here to try to get you to buy my thing or listen to my thing. So I'm, I'm trying to follow that example for social media and just like, just be on there, be authentic and see what happens. Yeah. I think authenticity is, that's the word, uh, you know, Which is hard. It's, it's hard. It's hard. Social media. It's hard. Yeah. It's amazing how brave yet vulnerable at the same time you have to be. Yeah. Um, yes. I would agree. Well, uh, thank you so much for saying that. I believe it or not, I work hard on my uh, on what I say to make sure I don't say anything. Uh, you know, that could be taken severely out of context, and and uh, which has a tendency to happen on social media. You know, it's yes, it's like the dark side of it. Uh, yeah, so I got appreciate it. I got blocked early on in threads when I first joined uh, for like being too snarky. And I was saying something very supportive to, to a person that I, you know, had followed me and I had followed them and uh, they took it the exact opposite way and just like turned around and blocked me. And I went back to my post and I was like, I can see how they read that. Now I can see how they read that as being a really, really crappy thing to say. And maybe I'll, maybe I'll just dial the sarcasm back a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it helps Tracy. What's from those notes? 
Yeah. So um, right before we went on, I was uh, talking to Todd about living in Appalachia and I grew up there and he's, he's a transplant, but he's lived there, you know, a long time in Virginia. So I, I do feel um, the Appalachia in your music some. So I always hone in on that because I've had this conversation with other artists as well. And I don't know, it just like seep, seemed to seep in. There was one song in particular, Mountain Hike, where I felt mm -hmm. yeah. could feel it, you know, the the nature. And then you took me up the the climb and then the top and the nature's back. And so yeah. it maybe speak to, you know, how does that influence you in your writing? Uh, it, it it influences me a lot just because I I love living in this area. The the place that I'm in specifically, Stanton, Virginia, is uh, it's 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 in the Shenandoah Valley. So I have I'm mountains on both sides. I got the Blue Ridge Mountains and the Shenandoah Mountains, and the Blue Ridge Mountains the Appalachian Trail running through it. So there's there's a hike in twenty minutes in any direction you go from from where I live, um, and you know. If you're in Tennessee, you probably feel a little bit of this. Uh, Kelly, you're in Chicago? Texas. Texas. You're in Texas. You're, okay. Well, the same thing applies because also originally from Texas, but Virginia has this like perfect four seasons. I think Tennessee is probably pretty similar. Yeah, same, we do. Same yeah. kind of longitude or latitude. I forget which one's sideways. Um, and so I, I, I think I take a lot from that. The other thing, though, that I'll say is – the little itty bitty town that I live in, Stanton, Virginia, I don't know what it is, if it's just the mountains, if it's the weather, but I live in such a musical town. Um, I live in a, like, I, I lived in Seattle for three years, and I will say that my little town of 20,000 people is like a hundred, and this is not, not throwing shade on folks on Seattle, but Seattle was hard. Seattle was hard to get out into the music scene. There's just a lot of competition and there's a very high bar. The little town that I live in is crazy supportive. Like uh -huh. we're having festivals and fairs and there's so many talented musicians and we're all doing incredible musical things and we're all in each other's bands. And um, the, the Appalachia influence is real because you'll have a hard rock band with a fiddle. You'll have, you know, uh, you'll have some heavy stuff that will also include some harmonica. Yeah. <laughs> um you you see the you see the accordion show up every now and then even on like a, a punk band that that's you know just starting out so like we the influences are real but so is the so is just the incredibly supportive community that loves living here and wants to make this area the most like musical artistic and creative place that they can possibly live i take a lot from that that's great that is fantastic so what's next? You got any singles or uh I do albums got, or EPs, whatever. Um I, I so I'm doing that thing right now. I don't I don't know if it's still the cool thing to do. I don't know if it's still what the cool kids are doing. Um, but I'm basically trying to release uh you know, like a, a single every couple of weeks until I get ten or twelve singles, and then I'm just gonna re-release those as an album. So um, for those of you that have been on my band camp, you see my first EP, my first album, and then a small collection of untitled songs that are sitting there waiting to make an album. Um, but I have uh, I have a new song coming out on February 16th, uh, next Friday, that I am crazy excited about. 
And I know like everybody's always excited about the song they just wrote. Like that's a, that's a common ailment for a lot of us of just like, Oh my God, this is the best thing I ever wrote. Um, <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I already, I'm, I'm currently working on two other songs simultaneously that I want to future release. And I'm Ooh. still excited about the song that I'm, that's coming out this Friday. So I, I haven't completely the excitement for this song hasn't died away because I think it's some of some of my best work. It it kind of takes a lot of things that I've learned through all the stuff that I've been doing since 2021, and uh, you know, I, th I think puts it in something just very catchy. Excellent. Why don't we make this uh, video drop uh, Friday? Ooh. Um, you know, give you a little support that'd be awesome i'm trying to make a music video for it too I'm, I'm trying to cobble that together so any any if i'm allowed to promo or attach anything to to this uh and direct people to kind of this whole package that would be that would be lovely yeah 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 definitely i'll stay in touch with you on email we'll make this a friday drop okay cool. that sounds awesome cool well that's all i got what about you tracy you got anything else you know, maybe talk to us a little bit about, you know, what are you listening to like right now? Like what's influencing you now that's, that's coming through in your songwriting. Yeah. I'll, I, I, I there's, there's one that's more omnipresent than almost anything else. And that's the band Ratatat. And I know that, that they're not a new band. I mean, that's like circa 2014. Um, but they've, they've been on heavy rotation for me and, I I'm I can definitely see the parallels of listening to them as heavily as I've been listening to them in my own music. So cool. that's that's probably one more than any anything else. I have never heard of them. I haven't I, either. So I'll have to check it out. Yeah, highly recommend go listen to uh, uh Loud Pipes or Wildcat by them and uh instrumental guitars keyboard drums like it's uh the i think the parallels are there as far as as a uh, things that might be in similar genres excellent excellent well on that note i think we should uh think about calling it since we only have six minutes and 57 seconds left but uh I really appreciate you coming on. And Tracy, I really appreciate you coming on too and all listening and all your great questions and notes and everything. Wow. This it's is great. Fun. Thank you. Yeah, that was awesome. And you, you have definitely a new fan, Todd. I will be, oh. I followed you and it will definitely be checking out anything that you put out. Really, really, really enjoyed going through your whole catalog. Just, just great stuff. Awesome. Uh, it was so much thank fun. you so much. This, this was, I was so excited when, uh, Kelly, you put this opportunity out there. So I, I really appreciate y'all taking the time to to do this, to record this, to to bolster up like your fellow musicians in the in the community, um, and then just being so incredibly thoughtful. It's just this this whole day. I've been looking forward to this all morning, and this has Me far too. exceeded my expectations. So thank y'all. Awesome. Excellent, thank you. excellent. Thank you, Kelly. Well, on that note, I'm going to hit the button. 